I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road and I stomp to the beat of my own drum. Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse, a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that can make us all be encouraged, want to hear what makes these women passionate and get up in the morning or what they wish that they'd known earlier in life. Grab your keys and stomp to your own drum. Hi, today I am with Sarah Stahl, and I am in Scottsboro, Alabama, and Jackson County. That's right. Yes. So, hello. Hello, how are you? Thanks for coming up to see Uh, us here. Delighted to be here. (laughs) I did not think about the mountain views that I would have. Uh, So, they're Now you figured out why I live here. I think I have. Yes. So, introduce yourself to us, please. Absolutely. My name is Sarah Stahl. Um, I am the Director of Communications here at the Mountain Lakes Chamber of Commerce in Jackson County, located in Scottsboro, Alabama. And I am new both to the community and kind of to Alabama-ish. So kind of still getting used to the area. I just got off the phone call with the PBS show. Um, they're wanting to know more about coming here to do a special. And it's everything I could do to try to remember <laughs> what's going on in Jackson County. Where, you where I live and what's going on. So um, it's, it's definitely it, always something new. That's why I love my job. It's always something new and exciting. Yeah. Now, as I came into town, Mm -hmm. it's a small town, it looks like, Mm -hmm. but there's so much. So why would PBS be interested in coming here? Um, PBS is interested because of several reasons. Um, Just to back up a little bit, Jackson County is actually the biggest county in the state of Alabama landmass-wise. Um, And we also have the highest concentration of caves in this county um, compared to the entire country. So there's a big kind of underground um, caving community of just exploring the inside of the earth that you would never think is even here. So that's one reason. (laughs) Well, okay. So... Okay, and then yeah. what's another reason? And then uh, I want to come back to that. Sure. And another is Unclaimed Baggage Center. I'm sure you've gone shopping there, hopefully once at least. At least. <laughs> at least. least. Um, they, I mean, they speak for themselves. I was just talking to my boss about them and how they hardly have ever paid for any advertising at all because they've gotten just national coverage for probably close to a decade now. Um, they're just so well known. They're a great tourism attraction to this area. And people come from all over the world to, to visit them. All right. So Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in chambers and believe cool. that locals need to be involved. And you're here to help yes. businesses promote themselves. Absolutely. But uh, so what's your view of Chamber? I mean, I know you work for them. So, <laughs> but, well, but why should a business... A small business owner, why should they care about their chamber? Sure. Um, and so I have a very interesting perspective because I call this my first grown-up job. I've worked at the chamber now for a year, but I used to be an entrepreneur. I own my own. Um, I own two different companies, a marketing consulting firm um, and also a wedding invitation company um, before that. And so I was always doing my own thing. You know, I didn't... 
um, ever think of really joining the chamber. And I think it's part of it is um, generational as far as thinking that the chamber is important or not. And so when I started to learn more about what the chamber does and as I've gotten integrated into the chamber, um, the chamber is the, the lifeline to a thriving business community. Um, businesses who aren't involved don't understand that if an industry is coming in, let's say Publix is coming in, wants to come into your community and they're looking for a demographic and an economic s- snapshot, the first thing they do is they go to the Chamber of Commerce. They look at what the Chamber is doing. They look at how many members they have to see what um, the economic feasibility of that business even coming there. So we hear a lot, and I'm sure this is all over the country, people um, in communities say things like, well, I would love a Chick-fil-A to come there. I would love a Publix to come there. Um, But the thing is, those industries are already looking at different parts of the country and different cities and towns to see how they're doing economically, to see if they'd be viable there or not. So it's not something that the chamber says yes or no, you can come here. It's more... How are we all working together to make our economy better so that we're more attractive? So it's yeah. almost a showcase yeah. in a way. Showcase and um, and advocacy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to the caving. Yeah. Are you a caver? <laughs> no. No? No. In fact, I mean... The reason why this job has been so great, I've learned more about my community um, in, a, in a short amount of time than any community I've ever yeah, lived in. Hit the ground run. Yes, yes. Um, so we recently hired a travel blogger. Her name is Amanda Dunn. She's actually called the Waterfall Chaser on Instagram, and she literally does that. She travels all over Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, finding waterfalls that most people haven't talked about online or anything before and she unearths them and shares them so she is local to uh, regionally local to us and I'm like I need to hire you as a travel blogger and so she has kind of taught me about this undergrounding caving community where they're very protective over the caves wow well I'm sure they are I mean it's a a, I guess my familiarity with the caving up here is um, the bats yeah I have one who one of my daughters that's into bats yeah and, um, and she came up and did a research project where they were going in and collecting them and is it white nose something i don't um, know that they were capturing and looking and yes. doing the testing i don't know the name of the bat but you actually passed it on your way here it's ah. called Sada Cave. It's off of 72. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She loved it so much, she has a bat tattoo. Oh, does she? <laughs> yeah, that was her first bat she ever held. So, yeah. That's a cool so place. So it is a, a, a group, an underground group of people that are real protective. Yes. Um, there are some very public caves. Yeah. One, um, if you search on Instagram the hashtag NeverSinkPit. You'll see some very public photos of people um, going into the. It's it is what it sounds like. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so some of the photos are people um, rappelling, and they're kind of like you can see them looking up into the sky. Some people are it's before they're rappelling, and they're looking down, and it's just incredible photos. And um, I was actually building content for content calendar this week, and I included. Go check out the hashtag never sink pit and look at all the photos. And I included the feed because people take great photos, you know, and they share great stories. So I look at my job here as the communications director um, as a go between really good stories and just helping other people 
find them and, and read about them. That's great. That So I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into that because you're talking about a blogger that you've pulled in, mm-hmm. talking about photos. Mm-hmm. So the that's, to me, that's very forward thinking to you don't always have to be the writer, the one who's out there taking the yes. pictures. So you get a whole different perspective. Yes. Um, so I love marketing. <laughs> I, I'm starting to learn that I think some people are just like born to be marketers. Oh, yeah. You know? It gets in your blood. For yeah. Sure. It's just kind of a way of thinking. Um, but I wasn't always a marketer. And I actually got into marketer marketing because when I started my first business, I was constantly in the red. And I was like, I need to learn how to be better at business. You know, I had this love and this drive for business, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Yeah. So um, I went to school for the first time when I was 30 years old and got my business degree, was bored out of my mind. Like, I, I can't believe I'm not going to say what college I went to because yeah. I don't want to insult anyone, but I just there wasn't as much hands-on learning as I was anticipating. So on top of my schooling, I was teaching myself marketing on the side. Um, and so in, in learning marketing, I just read other great stories. And one of my favorite stories is how, uh, the country of Australia actually turned their tourism around in a five year span just by using user generated content which is telling other people's stories. And they became the platform that harnessed their stories and then showcased those stories. And of course, people are on social media to be nosy and to showcase themselves. So if you can facilitate that, you've won. That's great. (laughs) I'm always trying to replicate that because it doesn't, if you go and study about Australia and how they did that, your community's not like that. So you're not going to be able to quite replicate that exactly but you have to figure out how it looks for your community and then feed off of that and then build from there yeah I totally agree I mean I can people ask me how can I work for different industries well the concept that you try to weave through every company is the same it's just what's the message right so yeah finding the story telling the story yeah well, that's, that is really interesting. Okay, so this is a blogger that also would be, and I'm sorry I keep getting hung up on that because I'm just floored that you, you're involved in that. Um, but she also could be blogging her for someone else. or She does. So how do you, so that doesn't matter to you. No, Because the not more at her all. stories are out there, the more people the better. are linking and jumping back. Yes. In fact, um, just to play off of that, again, concepts are the same. So I've also hired photographers who are members of ours because our tourism photography for our area is a little outdated. So um, we have about, I want to say, somewhere between 15 and 20 annual events that happen every single year, just part of our community. Um, And so I've broken them up and assigned them each to different events like okay you go foot foot you get on the schedule and photograph these you get on the schedule photograph these so we not only have updated photography when we're selling the area but now I have photography for my content I have photography for blogs and then what do I do I always tag our photographers in it you know because what are they gonna do they're gonna share it and they're gonna say thank you to the chamber of commerce and so 
um, something that I talk to people a lot about social media, because um, a lot of people talk to me about their frustrations pretty much with social media. And all it is is building a community that markets for you. Right. And you do that. Up. <laughs> you do that by giving um, them them the spotlight, not so much putting the, knowing when to put the spotlight on you because you are a business. Or I mean, in our case, we're a nonprofit, but we're still looking for funding to do um, continue our progress and that kind of thing. So we have to know when to put the spotlight. But usually, the first question I get from businesses are, "How do I advertise on Facebook?" How do I advertise on Instagram? And I just tell them, don't don't start with that. You can't start with advertising <laughs> because they're like, I've tried and I failed. I'm like, you're trying and you failed because you don't have a real audience to speak to. You have to have first built that foundation up um, where that's a very different concept, especially if you're used to more traditional advertising that you just kind of threw your message out there to the masses and hope that it connected with someone. And now you actually have to connect with people and do the work of the relationship first before you put your message out there. And so it's completely flipped on its head now. Well, it has, but but it's also um, more genuine. Mm -hmm. Those people will actually, if you've connected and made your audience, Mm -hmm. they'll actually be the ones that walk through the door or take it the extra mile or... If they're not interested at the moment, their best friend is. Yes. So, well, that's, that is interesting. So part of what you sound like you do in your current position is coach. I try because, um, I don't know where my love for business came from. I really don't. I've even asked, like, I've talked to God about it so many times. Like, why do I even wake up in the middle of the night and I, I solve problems in my sleep and, Sometimes I want to break from it, you know, (laughs) but, um, my genuine can not concern, but my genuine passion is to see businesses grow. Um, I think when we met, you heard about the story with Mackenzie, the jewelry maker. Yes. Um, to me, I feel like I can die happy now that I helped an 18 year old girl who started a jewelry company win $50,000 through an Alabama, through Alabama Launchpad it's going to change. It's changing her life. That means something to me. Um, another girl that I'm working with right now, Vanessa, she just started a boutique. She's been in retail pretty much her entire life. She's in her early forties right now. She has, um, a family and she's breaking out on her own, trying to start her own boutique. So you know what we're doing? How can we get you and Mackenzie in this back room to have a pop-up shop on a Friday? You know, just, just, you're a member, so you don't have to rent this. We've got access here for people to come in and out just like a regular store. So how great can... Great parking. Great parking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so how can we use the resources we currently have to, you know, pour out into our business community to actually give them the resources that they need to grow? That's what we're focused on here. That's great. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of chambers are focused like that? I don't know. This is the first chamber. First chamber you've been in. <laughs> well, you ought to be. Um, not. That's great. I do have to say I have the best boss, Rick Roden. He's the CEO here. He's been here 27 years. Um, and you'd think that after 27 years, you know, you might get stale or stagnant. I think he's more passionate about the chamber. I mean, I've only known him a year, but he's just, his energy is so good. And, 
Um, you know, when I talk to him about things, he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Sarah. I just, I, I hired you do a job. You just, I trust your gut and go for it. Oh, wow. You That's know? a good <laughs> endorsement. Yeah. Um, so we talk things out. I mean, I don't want it to sound like I never ask his permission yeah, for anything, no, 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 but no. for areas, um, where he just, he trusts my expertise and we talk it out and he's like, sounds good. Just go for it. So, um, you know, sometimes I worry that, oh, I'm taking on too much or something, but he's so great. Like the pop-up shop, um, I haven't even talked to him about it yet because he's been sick all week. <laughs> so guess what? <laughs> <laughs> but I know he'll be fine yeah. as long as there's nothing else booked in the back room. Right. He'll, he's, he's just as passionate about helping businesses grow. And utilizing your resources. I mean, that, that we already have. That's great. Yeah. So do you think that was something that you really could have used in your first First business, second business. <laughs> yes. It would have changed the whole scene for you, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, so I've talked about a lot of the positive aspects of Chamber. Um, but like I said, because of where I've come from, I have my own frustrations that I came with to the right. Chamber as a business owner. And so the first thing I did, um, I was hired last September. So September and October, I didn't really do anything except for I went on a listening tour. And I sat down with everyone from the mayors to the local businesses to members to municipalities, you know, whatever. I talked to as many people as would accept my invitation to to sit down and talk. Um, And I got thrown up on pretty much the entire time. And I'm like, what did I get myself into? That's what I thought. Um, But we have such a great team here that I would come back and start sharing things and you know, before I implemented any change, I was like, well, I noticed this. What do you think about this? I noticed this. What do you think about this? And every single thing I brought to the team, they either were aware it was a problem, but weren't sure how to fix it or didn't even know it was a problem because now I'm a new person on the scene right. and people new voice. Yeah. we mm-hmm. felt comfortable, I guess, to share. Um, so Everything, if you were to look at um, the Mountain Lakes Chamber of Commerce now online, everything that you see are changes that have come from the feedback, I'll say, <laughs> from the first two months. Yeah. So, for example, one of the things that I hear the loudest, um, the, and probably even after this first two months, is you guys are not the business advocate for local small businesses, shop small, shop smoke, shop local that you need to be. So when I sat back um, and we talked about it, they're right. They were absolutely right. We need to be more of a the the loudest vocal advocate for shopping local. So these are some of the things that we've done. We have partnered with Go Native, which if you've heard of Shipped, yes. Very similar, very similar to Shipped, um, except Ship started mainly groceries where mm-hmm. they're starting mainly food, but it's food and retail for um, rural communities, and the taxes stay here. Um, and um, if you order something the day of before noon, you get it by four o'clock that day. And if you order afternoon, you get it by noon the next day. So it's a local, it's Amazon on a local level, basically. That's pretty nice. Yeah. And again, I might have a misconception. Yes. It looks like a very small community. So, um, so 17,000, Scottsboro is 17,000. Okay. I want to say Jackson County is 44,000. 
Um, that, so there's a lot more than I'm seeing driving through Main Street. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, and so that, that's still pretty progressive. Yes, I would say as a chamber, we are very progressive. I would say that that's a good word to use. Um, so something we're looking at next year is actually called the 2020 Shop Local Challenge, where I'm preparing right now to partner up with 52 of our members to hide a mascot, which is going to be our fish called Catch. Catch the bass. That's the name. <laughs> Catch the bass. Um, because we're known for bass bass fishing here um we're actually lake undersill is number two in the country right now and so every single week we're going to be hiding catch in different members stores and we're going to post hints on social media every monday and the first person to find catch will win a hundred dollars to spend in that store so i'm actually spending half of my advertising budget for 2020 giving back um, to the local, to our local members, um, to help with the shop small initiative to, pr- to be the loudest voice, because that was one of the biggest complaints that we had in the wow. community. So part of what you're doing is they don't mind talking to you because there's result yeah. to talk. Mm-hmm. So that's, and as a business owner myself in the past, it was join the chamber so there was another community that I lived in and I went to their website and they had a form and that's where I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable filling out a form, getting information being sent to my email so that I can read about it first. And they never contacted me back. And I even told myself if they respond back via email, I'll, I'll join. Even though I was very small, I didn't really have a lot of funding. I was like, I'll join. That'll show me that they're concerned about businesses in the area. They never emailed me back, and then two years later, someone asked me why I wasn't a chamber member, and I told them why I wasn't a chamber member. And so I know what it feels like to be a business owner mm-hmm. who has very little resources and is desperate to be connected to other businesses, whether it be to do business with them or whether it just be to learn from them. You know, it's not all about selling something. That's not what being part of a community is. It's about understanding what resources we have and how we can pull together to grow together. And that wasn't, that wasn't the result that came out of that chamber. And so I wanted this chamber to be more like the chamber I had imagined (laughs) when I was a business owner. Um, and they're so great here. They're, I mean, they pretty much already were functioning that way. They just didn't have a voice. They didn't have a way to tell this. The communicator. Yeah. All right, something else that we've done, and we, you and I have talked about this, we've started Alabama's first business-focused tweet chat, and that is called hashtag bizchatal, and we have a different guest on every Thursday at 2 o'clock Central, um, and we talk to them about what they're doing in their business. So we've talked to everyone. I've had Katie Britt on. Um, and then I've had a local DJ on, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how big or small your business is. Um, I just want to, again, to build that community of people continue to build the community, but on different platforms, you have to talk a little differently. And so Twitter is a good way to build that community by having just a very, um, specified conversation. And so that's what you do. You have a certain number of questions that are put out there and then people can join in Mm -hmm. that conversation Mm -hmm. 
have you had a hard time getting that conversation rolling or does it matter? Um, so yes and no. For some reason, um, and I know business is cyclical, so I'm noticing as the chamber there are different kind of ebbs and flows as well. And this has been my toughest month. I actually I had somebody cancel last week and then I don't have anyone scheduled currently for next week. So, but it's okay because this is why it's yes and no. Um, so I feel a little guilty because I'm like, I've got this consistent right. show. I want to yeah. keep it consistent, but I'm not going to, I don't want to, I'm a horrible salesperson. So I don't want to be pushy or anything and I explain it to people. So I've got people scheduled coming up and we did pretty good until about, just last month and probably was I want to say with school because now all of a sudden people are very difficult and everyone's falling behind even I'm falling behind because I'm trying yeah. to get my kids you know up yeah. for school yeah. so I'm I'm not worried about it um but and that's kind of like the the yes part of it but the no part is to me the really interesting thing has been the relationships that I've had so by the time you get to Thursday at two o'clock and we're having the the tweet chat live I've already gotten to know this person from two weeks of communication and helping work through their questions and then some of them need help learning how to use Twitter a little bit better or how to monitor the hashtag and so we'll hop on a phone call and we'll end up talking about kids and you know it's just to me that's the neat part yeah so it's the relationship yeah both ways, you know. Right. The so if I in you. if we miss a couple, I'm not too bent out of shape because I mean I care more about the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And then contents generated from that, from yes. the tweet conversations, to where a question is answered, and then that can be put I, in other venues and places. I platforms. do turn each one into a blog post that's then housed on our website. So okay. then I give them a link. And say, here's your tweet chat, and they can share it. And I don't require that anyone share it, but people can do what they want with it. And I just say, here's your here's your live content. Yeah. Yeah. So that you being here a year, mm-hmm. I mean, this will be something that you can kind of look at and see. Maybe the fall is a tough time. Yeah. And it and you can either work ahead or mm-hmm. but you can't work ahead with Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could schedule. I mean, I've had people that I've scheduled and then they've just not shown up, you know? And so, like, stuff happens yeah, with people. It does. And so. Thursday comes around quickly. <laughs> it does. I've discovered that because I've tried to join in. I mean, I'm pretty far away from your county, but it's a fascinating concept to me. I've thought about even changing the time because although the time works great for the person I'm interviewing, because they kind of. Um, cut out a, uh, like an hour just like a meeting like they would right, put a meeting right. on their calendar um, but people joining in the conversation is less than I would have hoped at this point in the year and so I've been wondering if two o'clock is just not a good time because the majority of the people who are active with us on Twitter are educators and the media yeah. Two o'clock at, for educators is a horrible time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Pretty rough there. Yeah. But but I don't know what would be a good time. I mean, that's pretty difficult to, to say. Yeah. I've kind of struggled with that one for right now. I'm okay leaving it at two because yeah. I turn them all into a blog post. Yeah. 
anyways so people yeah. can go back and read them well and can can you come back and comment you can mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. even though it's live you can still come back in. You can still come back and comment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as much of a Twitter person. So oh, okay. I know I need to be, and I start doing it. But it is one that you have got to stay with and be present. a lot more consistent and present. Because that, yeah. that platform, I call it that one like the... Um, the fire hose of information because yeah. there's no algorithm there. Right. So you're just getting everybody's stuff. Um, so you can be there one minute and then depending on how many people you follow and then be there five minutes and you've already missed like you've missed a yeah. lot yeah. of and stuff. And you don't go back to it. Yeah, no. Yeah, that and that's what I have problems with because you almost, in in my profession and, and I know with yours as well, you have to schedule the time that you're going to sit down and be involved with the social media yeah. or it will consume your entire day. Yes. And you have other things that you have to do too. Yeah. And I know other people feel that way as well. Mm-hmm. But to me, you're putting something consistent out there that I can count on. I mean, mm-hmm. I even the times that I followed along and joined in, you know, I, I knew it was Thursday. Yeah. And I knew it was Thursday afternoon, and, yeah. and I almost wanted to know who was going to be on, so I could like study beforehand and yeah. know, and and be able to sound intelligent sometimes. That's <laughs> good advice because so. I feel like I've been lacking at talking up the guests, and so you've kind of confirmed that for me that I need to do a better job at talking up the guests. So what I have spent a lot of time on is. Um, showcasing the blog so I yeah. talk a lot about them after the fact yeah. but I think I need to do the same work beforehand well I, mean, I don't want to add more work to you at all <laughs> but you know I guess when you're that's interesting doing your to calendar you though. out there yeah of who's coming yeah yeah well that's because I I guess I was indoctrinated in school of mm-hmm. your opinion doesn't matter unless you can back it up so I needed to research before I made that comment or asked that question so that it wasn't my opinion saying it. I don't know if that was my safety valve of not ever sounding dumb or (laughs) what. I could blame it on something I read. Yeah. But, um, okay, that's great. So we've got, I'm taking you way off and then asking you to come back. We got Go Native Partnership, um, the... Not the shop challenge. Did we talk about that? I'm working on the shop, the 2020 challenge now, the tweet chat. There was, I feel like there's one more. I'm forgetting. We talked about the hiding the fish. Yeah. There was one after go native. I can't think now, but another one is, um, I go live on Facebook every Tuesday for two minute tip Tuesday. It does not last two minutes. I try to challenge myself to make it last two minutes. Two minutes can be forever, can't it? No, it's it's like it, all my lives end up at lasting about five minutes. Oh, so you, you so got I more go to over. Say. I got a little more to say because I'm actually going through this book right now. It's the social media cookbook. It's the cutest thing, and it's for tourism, and it breaks down how to use social media if you're a tourist-based company. Oh, wow. And so since we focus on tourism a lot here at the chamber, and I have one I can send with you if you want. Since we focus a lot on tourism here, here. There you go, our (laughs) photo op. Um, I wanted to go through um, in this series right now to help local businesses kind of up their 
visitor game like how can they better engage with visitors and make themselves more of an experience for visitors and so the point of the two minute tip tuesday is basically just to showcase members that's that's the the end game but i go on there i give a different marketing tip where we talk about something regionally about business um, really quick and then i ask a question at the end of the two minutes and the first person to answer the question gets twenty dollars to spend with a member of ours so we give away twenty dollars every single week to spend with a member so it sounds like to me that you use your budget in a couple of different ways you yeah. tend to put your budget actually in physical dollars yeah. back to your membership. Yes. So that's interesting. Yeah. Is that because you, money motivates? Um, no, actually not. In fact, I have trouble with that one because when I was in school, um, we learned that money isn't always the, the greatest motivator. And so the reason why I do this is because so many people said, why aren't you the the loudest advocate for small businesses? And so I'm like, well, we need to be putting money into, you know, back into small businesses because part of the, that complaint was, well, I don't see you guys going into businesses. I would be poor. If I went into, <laughs> there's some great I, businesses to walk into yeah, that I just have to stay out of. I well, not only that, but I have to pace myself. Right. Like we have, um, close to we have 600 members now, um, and I I think close to 300 are retail and restaurant. Um, I wouldn't be able to physically afford to be able to go into, um, every single one. So this is all new, what we're doing with our budget. Um, I had never been responsible for an ad budget before when I, when I first got hired. I mean, I knew what to do. I just hadn't had the real world, you know, yeah. experience. When it's your it's, own. It's different. It's a complete, you can go, yeah, it, we'll do that. Especially yeah. when it's um, members' money. I mean, we're, we're actually funded 70% by investors because we're a program chamber and not an events chamber, which the difference is um, an events chamber is a chamber that has events all year to make money to keep funding coming in, and then they make money off of the events, you know, like seminars or whatever, where we are actually on um, a five-year investment track, and we have five different initiatives that um, just to back up a second, um, Rick hires a company from Texas every five years. It's the same company. We've got a great relationship with them. They come out and survey the business community. They interview about a hundred different industry leaders, business leaders, city, um, municipality leaders to see where, get a pulse of the business community and what everybody wants. And so from there, the company comes up with, okay, these are the five areas that, that the business community is saying you're lacking and you need to work um, more strategically on. So then those companies invest in us. So they give a certain amount of dollars over the five years to help us um, execute on that programming. So the five initiatives that we focus on, the biggest one is workforce development. Because I think we can all agree, not just Alabama, but the whole country is suffering <laughs> for work with the workforce transition just because expectations of workforce are changing. Um, kids coming out of college now are struggling finding jobs um, because it seems to be more college heavy, where now we need 
laborers, like electricians and plumbers and that sort of thing. So we're actually working to rebuild, not rebuild, that's the wrong word. We're actually working to um, partner with the with area education and workforce development partners to figure out how do we build our own workforce and start in the education system and work up and then how do we marry that with business and industry to help them be part of the process um so that's a big part of what we do here that is huge Mm -hmm. okay so that's only it's one one. (laughs) and i was being quiet because i wanted to hear that whole thing so we'll Uh, come back to that because i have some some questions i want to ask but that was one. That's one. Um, oh, and there's only... You exhaust me. <laughs> there's only uh, four full-time employees here and then one uh, full-time actually volunteer. Joanne's a, vol- a full-time volunteer. She's volunteered here every day for... Every work day for 10 years. Wow. She's great. She's a prize. Yes, she's wonderful. Wow, that's great. Um, and so, okay, workforce and then tourism is another element. Um, we're responsible here for Jackson County Tourism. So that's also under transition. Our tourism director, um, who had been here about 16 years, retired earlier this year. So that's another hat that I'm currently wearing in transition to the My goodness. <laughs> so that's another element. And then um, I think we're pretty much done. We're actually in year three of our current five-year plan. And one of the initiatives was brand and redevelopment. And in that, we have rebranded and they've hired me, which is a brand new position ever to the chamber. So I think that initiative is pretty much met. And now I'm just executing. And... Um, Young professionals is a fourth one. That was a, a major missing element. That one has been tricky for me because I was also asked to help with that. And a couple of things that have come out of it so far is that nobody wanted a young professionals group in our community. They um, felt like the people who are most active um, in the business community, as far as a young professional is concerned, you know, they're in their 30s and 40s. So they hear young professionals and they're like, oh, I can't join. So a group of us were talking about it one day and we're like, we're not even going to say those words because the that group, the purpose of that group is to have an active group of people that share feedback with community leaders on what they want the community to be like in 10, 20 years. Right, to grow it. Yeah. So that didn't, for our community, that didn't necessarily look like college-age kids up to 25. That's just not what it was looking like for us. So we've renamed it um, the Mountain Movers and taken the age cap. There's no there's no age limit on there now. So we're for that, that's kind of at a standstill because we're looking for a community entity to step up and lead the role. And we've had a couple people interested that wanted to step up and it just, they've had personal things that have kind of, yeah. kind of come in the way. So that's one that's a little on hold. And yeah, but I could see that working because then you've got somebody else driving that. Yes. And you can assist and really give them more help. Yeah. If it's coming, it's like having a club, but having the, the member, the leaders come from the yeah. club. <laughs> yes. So. And we, we don't want that. Um, we do have a line item, um, line item in our budget yeah. for that group. So there's some money there. Um, so we're just waiting for wow. the right leader 
to step up yeah. um, and help facilitate some of some of the work with us um, and then kind of bring a team in yeah. to be that committee. And there's one more, and I should know this. <laughs> uh, I, I can understand if it slips your mind because, wow, those are all huge. So, huge. so you know, when I back to when I first started and I sat down with so many people and they're like, the chamber doesn't do anything. The chamber doesn't do anything. I came back. I'm like, look, guys, uh, <laughs> there's a problem because I see you working your tail off. You know, we're, we're constantly going. I mean, we'll have ribbon cuttings on the weekend. We'll come in at 7 o'clock to be at a 7.30 yeah. um, breakfast in Bridgeport, and we'll leave at 6 and at night. Something like, we're, we're constantly going. There is no ties to the community as far as communication yeah. at all other than press releases yeah. that would come out. People don't read. No. So you really had to come in and be your storyteller. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, not we back where we were talking about selling and mm-hmm. it's communicating the stories and mm-hmm. the more they see coming out, the pictures, they, it, it just all kind of circles back around. Now let's turn that into some tangibles because I know if anyone's listening, they're like, oh, that's all wonderful. But like, what does that really mean? You know, yeah. as far all as, right. as go for it. So, um, I love the way you think, by the way, oh. I mean, it is like. Here's the concept. Here's the behind the scene now. Let's get to the money. Let's get to the dollar portion. Um, So I actually have had a really, I think, neat uh, career because I worked as a consultant, even though it took me a year and a half to find an actual communications job because everyone was like, oh, you've worked on your own for so long. So you're a freak. That's kind of like, why haven't you had a real job? You know, that's been paid by a salary. Yes. Um, so I had a client actually Orbix hot glass. I don't know if you've ever heard. Okay, I worked with them. Yeah, I know them. Okay, for two and a half years, great people. Cal and Christy are wonderful. Um, Cal's definitely the artist, and Christy's like all business. So it's like a great combination. Yeah. And when she first came to me, she said, "Um, I don't want to look like a starving artist online. I want to be taken, we want to be taken seriously. We have serious business, and we want to look that way. We don't quite think we look that way. I was like, easy, gotcha. So the first thing I did, because I'm all about analytics, and I think when we met, I talked about Agora Pulse and the tool that I use to monitor every single thing that I do, and that's that's my uh, lifeline to determining whether what I'm doing is working or profitable or, I mean, you wonder, how do I know my audience so well? Agora Pulse. I, I learn who is engaged in what and why. And so with them... I was still learning how to um, figure out the ROI of social media because pretty much every single client I ever had asked me that. Well, what yeah. is this going to get me? You never asked the radio that, but okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll try to figure here. that out. Um, so it, it was good. It challenged me, and it forced me to figure that out. So by the time I started working with Cal and Christy, the first thing I knew to do was, okay, Let's establish a benchmark for your organic engagement because organic engagement, and I, it was confirmed through them, is the direct correlation to whether someone spends money with you or not. 
Um, and, and organic engagement is people who like, share, and comment on your posts or, I mean, even your blog content, I mean, whatever your, your content, without any advertising dollars spent at all. So when we first started, we were at, they were at, I want to say, 15 or 16% organic engagement, which is pretty decent because across the board, most businesses, whether you're Coca-Cola or small business, you've got about 5 to 7% organic engagement. So then being at 15 was like, oh, wow, this is, this is great. So I told her, I'm like, okay, well, my goal is 25, right? And we hit 25, 30. Okay, we hit 30, 40. Like, just keep, keep going up because the tool I use, Agorapulse, lets me see who's engaging in what content, and then it allows me to, okay, well, I see that this is the most popular type of content, so I'm going to make more of that type of content. So I did the same thing with the chamber. Um, And I'm still working on the dollar amount with them, but after six months with Christy, Agorapulse showed me... Your ROI calculator says $8,990. And I'm, I'm looking at that for months, and I'm watching the number change, and I'm like, what is that? So uh, after six months, I asked Christy, I was like, is there any way you can tell me um, if there's a difference in money that came in in the last six months versus the yeah. six months before? Right. And she Maybe said, yeah, about $10,000 difference. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So that's where I found out or confirm as their organic engagement rate was rising, so was their ROI number of money that should have been spent with them. So of course it's just a formula, you know? Um, So I've done the same thing with the chamber. And when I first got here, they were at about 9% engagement. And then in, that was September. And then about February, I hit, 100% 100% engagement, and I was at 109% engagement from February to June. And then and I was expecting it to go down to about 60 eventually and even out because I'm like, okay, the city, the not the city, but the community has woken up. They're like, yeah. what is the chamber doing? And they're like curious. So I was expecting it to come back down. Um, and then last month it dropped to like 44% and I was freaking out. I was like, what am I doing? Um, so I went back to Agorapulse and analyzed what I was doing. And this is what I think. Um, so it's hard to always put your finger on it because social media is 50, 50, half of it is business and half of it is psychology. So it's really hard to like get your finger right on it, but. And the rules constantly change. (laughs) So. Uh, what I noticed from the best performing and worst performing content, we just did a um, launch your business with NASA seminar. NASA came here and did a, how do you get a contract with us? It was a full day event. And I worked so hard to promote that event. I think I over promoted the event and you know, people can get content fatigue you know, where they're like, oh, gosh, stop telling us about the NASA event, yeah. you know. doesn't apply to me. doesn't they apply to me. Look. So I think yeah. that that's what happened because oh. I over-promoted the event because um, it was only for a niche market. Right. And I was promoting it to our whole business community. Um, and so I suffered for it. So now everything that I'm doing now, in fact, before you came here, I was working on our September content. I'm going completely switching everything in another direction. I'm not talking any 
seminar, nothing business. It's all humanistic, all very lighthearted. Um, so I'm interested what September's numbers are going to look like in we'll October. We'll check that. We'll <laughs> yeah. find out. Because it, as you get into fall, it does get more um, seasonal for being together, yes. or doing outdoor family. fun, family, yeah. Christmas, Thanksgiving. Well, I'm getting them off, you know, yeah. backwards, but I jumped to Christmas yeah. because in retail you yeah. have already missed Christmas if you aren't there. But yeah. um well, that's really interesting. All right, it, there's some expense to figuring out analytics. I mean, you, this program is not a cheap program. So when you were off on your own, that was part of your budget. Actually, no. So I met the developer of the program about six years ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> when, um, when he was just getting started... And I don't know how we found each other, just online, probably in a marketing forum or whatever. And um, he hopped on a Google Plus was big then. Google, yeah. Google, <laughs> you know, Google call. And um, so we got to talking and he was looking for marketers to give the program away free. I have never in my life. <laughs> ever gotten a freebie <laughs> like that ever to use it and oh the reason why i think the re- i'm trying to think it now but i was using hootsuite at the time and i was not liking it yeah and i swear the algorithm was punishing me for using hootsuite it and, did and i don't know it did Okay, and I think Facebook has changed because it's not like that anymore. I get great. I've, yeah. I've never had a problem with the Gorpal, so I don't know if they figured out some kind of algorithm deal or what. But I swear I was, like, getting gigged for that. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And I told him, I'm like, I don't know what the deal is. Everyone loves Hootsuite. I don't trust it. It's clunky. I care about, I said, all I care about is reporting. That's all I care about. He's like, we have the best reporting, I promise. And I'm thinking like, oh, he's a salesman, but he's on this call with me and we're face to face and he's actually lives in France. And I was like, okay, he's like, if if you want to just use it, I'll give it you access for the rest of your life. Oh, I'm like, all right, I'll try it. <laughs> I'm like, she's very hireable, people. I mean, that I'm is, like, wow. See, she I, comes with I try, a program. I tried selling that. Nobody, well, because nobody it means nothing to anybody. Nothing. So then I'm like, I'm a horrible marketer because I can't even tell my own story. But um, so he gave me access about six years ago, and I'm in it because I get to use it for free. I'm actually using the 199 a month plan. That's the plan I'm on. Yeah, but it's already paid for itself. It's already paid for a million itself. times over. So that's a real plug for. Find your tool method, yeah. Yes, and stick. Learn it, to know it, it, and then you can use it. That's actually a really good point because um, I think people who get the most frustrated with digital marketing is they're always jumping on yeah. the new. Next let year. me try. It takes so long. I mean, I've used Agora Pulse now for six years, and I still have to message their support desk for like or they change something or add a feature and it's yeah. like you you it's so much in french no 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 oh, well, they, yeah. yeah okay no, no, no. <laughs> they have like, a french site though yeah in fact i learned recently agora pulse is something life and in, in french i forget but their their name is definitely uh, french I took french a million years ago <laughs> that's nothing i learned um 
Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, you are so full of so much information that I know we're not going to even tap the the beginning, but I do want to jump. You made a good start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to come be you for a few days, or not be you. I'd like to like, <laughs> like be <laughs> the fly on the wall with you because the, the amount of work that you pull through here is amazing. Um, when you, you made the comment earlier that you were 30 when you went oh, to school, to school. Yeah. So school was not your first route, Mm-mm. but then you went there. Mm-hmm. What direction did you think you were heading when you got out of high school and where was your life at that point? I had no clue. So I actually joined the army. Out of really? <laughs> Everybody okay. says that. Everybody yeah, I kind of don't see that. But okay. <laughs> Everybody says that. Um, I <laughs> yes, I joined the army, and I was my first duty station was Germany. So that that's how I started my life, and it, wow. I actually I don't know if it's living in the South, but I've never been called a baby. You're such a baby. You're all oh, you're cute little baby. I get called that a lot. That actually insults me. I know. Oh, I'm sure it does. Because, uh, and I don't tell people that. I'm like, oh, that's nice, oh, thank you know. You. But um, I, I feel like I've lived a whole life already. So, um, I was just in, in your five initiatives, <laughs> you spent several lives. Uh, so I, I joined the military at 18. I was stationed in Germany. Um, I got to Germany September 21st, 2001. Um, so mm, I wow. entered into a war zone without even knowing I had yeah. entered into a war zone. I, uh, was deployed to Kosovo. Um, and my husband and I met each other in Germany. Um, and then I spent three years in the army and then I got out when I was pregnant with our, for our oldest, um, and became a military spouse. So I had her at 21 and I immediately became an at-home mom from the military to an at-home mom and kids go to bed early when they're little and I was so bored and my husband grew up in a family where his mother did nothing but serve the family only which that's totally fine but there's more that I can in me than you had left home and going to (laughs) Germany yeah um so my husband, he's a great, great man. Um, we're still married. We've been married 17 years. And he said, uh, you, need, you need to find something to do, you know. And so why don't you see what kind of books are at the library? We were stationed, at that time we were stationed in Panama City, Florida. And the two, our two oldest were really little. And I went to story time and um, I was looking through the craft books. And I found a book on wedding invitations and greeting cards. And so the, that day, there was a lady in the library that told me about Etsy. And I was like, what's Etsy? And it was like brand new. Etsy was like yeah. brand new at the time. And so I went and I was like, this is cool. Oh, people sell greeting cards for $8. I could do that. I got the book right here. So I started I got the book. <laughs> So I started uh, making greeting cards. Like my kids would go to bed and I would make greeting cards and I would sell them on Etsy. I did horrible at first. My pictures were bad. I didn't know how to write any content very well you know I overpriced I was horrible but again I found a community there in Etsy um you know I saw the power of what a tight-knit community can do to help a business grow and in at when I was um very active in Etsy 
I started moving into wedding invitations, people would ask me to do odd things. So one of the <laughs> odd things that I was asked was, can you make a World of Warcraft wedding invitation set with me and my fiance's face replaced into the character from the character's face? And I was like, what is World of Warcraft? <laughs> that was the first thing I said. I didn't tell them that, but I'm like, what is this? So that's funny. Etsy had this alchemy section, which is where you would go on and ask any question you wanted to under a category. So I asked the question, like, does anyone know how to draw World of Warcraft people? And like, I was like, <laughs> asked this question. And the girl who responded, her name was Marilee. And her and I ended up, she was the, the best designer, artist, brand manager I'd ever met in my whole life. So her and I built a friendship. We started to build the wedding invitation company together. Um, and that, during that time, I mean, we knew each other 10 years. So during that time, um, it was right after my second was born. And then I started going to school after that. And so her and I just bounced everything off of each other. And by the way, she lived in Connecticut. So we never even saw each other. We talked online every day. We helped each other grow our businesses. Um, And then about six years into that, we learned, or during that six-year process, we learned we love marketing, we love business, we love brand development. Mm-hmm. So her and I moved into Avant Creative and we started building a marketing, I don't like calling it a marketing agency, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're, I think that's why we can be friends because it's not an agency and, I, and it's a partner. It's, you, mean, yeah. you almost come in with your companies that you're working with and you And then consultant, you say consultant, people think you costume. It's like, I don't know what to call myself, but we started building that. Um, The easy sell for us was websites. So that was our foot in the door. She was, she was an incredible coder, web design. She was magnificent. Um, And so we would sell a website and then we would build our brands. We'd go back and, well, this is wrong with the website. And, you know, that was kind of our way to enter into the brand building discussion with them. So her and I built that company. Um, well, I guess that was like four or five years we were building that company. Um, and then she passed away two years ago. Oh. And you know what's oh. funny? I went and visited her one month, and it was the first time I ever saw her. I went and visited her a month before she passed away. She wasn't sick, nothing. Like, her death was total surprise and so I'm so happy I did that you know we 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 got to spend like two days together and we were like sisters but we had never seen each other in person in person wow so that's kind of why I'm sitting here today yeah because community builder is yeah all your relationships have kind of yeah gone that direction once I mean you know this once you have a major entity of your team in your business oh yeah you can't replace you yeah. can't replace i mean i can't do i i physically cannot do the things i could do with her without right. her right. i can't there's like a part of me gone and the business part too you know so after she passed um i try to get the business going i mean we were fighting fires because she had like everyone's website 
passwords and you know we we try to just hold it together because I have two other partners that we were building with um and then it just it was just sputtering out because she was such a major talent you know for the design and the brand building portion and so I started looking for a job and it took me a year and a half and Rick Rudin is the first person that gave me a chance oh wow so I I feel like I owe a lot to him well I think you've certainly delivered um (laughs) just from an outsider looking in but um wow that's that's great so your um pathway wasn't exactly you had no clue where you were going so no. were was your mom just freaking out that you were gone like that <laughs> i mean you were a child when you left and it was she didn't want me to go times. she didn't want me to go but you know looking back i can see God's hand in my life because I was 19 when I left and, um, I wanted to go to Germany. Well, you did like who thinks that like who thinks that when they're out of high school, you know, and I didn't feel comfortable going to college. I just felt like that's just, that's just not right. I didn't even know what I wanted to do yet. And I didn't know what to pick for like, it just, it was too overwhelming to me. And then, um, I don't know. I got it in my mind that I wanted to go to Germany and I went to Germany and I I met my husband and (laughs) you know, my life has been what it is because of that. And he's not from here. No, neither of us are. And so that's a little different to be pretty far away from, I mean, it's not terribly easy to get places. I mean, I guess hospital's not far. You can get on a plane from (laughs) well my mother actually lives with us now and um my other siblings were all military as well so we're all scattered all over and I would say we don't have like a home to go back to like this is my home now this is our home now Mm. um and it definitely is a challenge to um be an outsider from the north and the south I'm going to say that. I'm going to yeah. say that. Um, I. <laughs> Outsider from the north and the south. <laughs> the south. Just cover it all. Um, I've. I love the south. Um, I definitely. One of the reasons why we are living here is because we feel like we're in the north without yeah. all the snow. Yeah. yeah you um, get the mountains, but you don't have to. And we love how friendly in. people are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um. You also mentioned that you, wait, before I go there, <laughs> see, this is really hard because you've mentioned so many points, talking points. Sorry. You were talking way back in our earlier okay. conversation, talked about the workforce. workforce. And you talked about um, the college, you know, kids going off to college and then needing to have the workforce change a bit. Mm-hmm. That's a hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. I And I hear it a lot, but I talked to somebody earlier who had had never heard it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you're seeing it from impact in businesses. Can you touch on that just a little bit for me? And you know the the idea of not all kids need to go to college, but then is that the mom who's really or the parents who are, <laughs> do they really buy into that, or is it just a popular thing to say? Um. So I. I'm not the expert at this. We have a um, director of talent development here. So if you ever want to come back and get 
deeper, that's totally fine. Um, so I just want to put that out there in case I messed yeah. up and get something <laughs> wrong. Um, but I've sat in a lot of these meetings because what our community is working on is a strategic plan to, to see first they're, um, pooling all the resources. What resource, what workforce resources do we have? that maybe we don't know about, that maybe some industries have and the schools don't know about or schools have. And like they're trying to pool all the resources and then figure out how do we turn this into like a one-stop shop, like put put people through. So there's several different things going on in the workforce issue. One are the people who are already out of high school, um, maybe did some college and stopped to work, maybe haven't gone to college at all and are just having a hard time finding a job. Those people, I would say, are in a different category than the kids who are deciding, you know, if college is the right track for me. So what we're hearing from business and industries in this group of people is they're showing up late to interviews. They're staring at their phone during interviews. They are coming to interviews with pajamas on. They're coming to work late and with pajamas on. They're leaving work early. They're working for a week and then disappearing and we never see them again. So these are a lot of the the complaints that we're hearing from the businesses and industries from an employee side of things. And the word is soft skills that people use a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have soft skills. Well, soft skills are to me, what I hear is just basic manners and respect for each other. So some more things they're saying is they come to work, but they can't get along with people or there's a lot of conflict between people or if there's conflict they don't know how to resolve it or um there's just the employees are turning into like uh the employers are having a babysit yeah rather than (laughs) rather than exactly so um how do you solve some of that you know there's been a lot of conversation well the school system should x well i don't I don't know if I completely agree with that. I think there are some programming the schools can do like home ec or, you know, bring some of that back. Um, But I don't think that the sole responsibility is on the school system. It goes back to parenting. Um, But if you can't fix, you know, people are, we live in America. You know, parents are the way that they are. You can't go in and regulate parenting. Um, so it's a very complex issue. And so the way our community tackles it is, um, pooling resources so that, you know, we have a program for kids who have dropped out of high school that help them get their GED and get placed into a job. So they kind of go through this programming. Well, they were working isolated from the school system or from anyone. And so now we can, we know who the resources are to send people to who, or maybe these four entities need to be working closer together because they cross so many paths. Um, so it's, so you're pulling collaborations together. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't want to say the end goal, but one of the areas they're working towards is um, like a second chance program. So there's a, I can't think of the name of the program right now. But right now, the court system is using it. And so they send um, people who are coming through the court system to go through this programming for job placement. Well, it came up in 
in one of the meetings from one of the industries, like, why is just the court using it? What if all the industries pooled resources to develop this program and we had all of our new hires go through, you know, kind of a thing so that before they even step on the floor, they go through these two weeks of, um, that touch on different things, financial health, um, spiritual health, physical health, mental health, you know, they just kind of get this initial education so that when they get into the workforce, they have a little more, um, understanding of how to behave right so you've kind of helped bridge that what hasn't happened up to that point yeah and you can't hold responsible yeah so well that's interesting yeah so that is um a way for the community to actually help itself Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. um okay jump to this question um you also mentioned that you homeschool (laughs) Yes. So I don't obviously. What, how how's this working? <laughs> okay. Well, when we were in the military, I actually homeschooled my kids for five years. Their first five years, I homeschooled because, um, like I said, this is my first job. Yeah. And um, when we got out of the military, our life completely changed. We were how old am I now? Thirty-seven. 34 or 34 and um got out of the military after 16 years and we're basically like 18 but with three kids yeah <laughs> so how do we live where do we, where do we go get where, yeah. where how do we get a job um and so back to Mary Lee really quick I was looking at uh, my business sustaining us after getting out of the military so it was a huge financial cripple to us when she passed oh, yeah. and we couldn't maintain the business yeah, anymore. that was the plan. So, yeah. for getting out of the military. So, um, the kids went to school for about three years. We moved to Fort Payne, Fort Payne first. Um, and they were in school there. And um, there were just so many issues. We had different issues. Like, even our kids have different issues that we're working with them on. And so, when we moved over here, my husband's actually um, getting his master's for screenwriting. And that's a whole other military benefit that he gets through through the government. And so we were looking at our finances. And after what we had lived through for three years, we feel really good right now. Yeah. Um, just even with one income, we feel yeah. much better than wh- where we were. And so we decided this year to go back to homeschooling. The kids were actually begging us to, yeah. to go back to it. And, and what grades are they now? Um, tenth uh seventh and first oh wow um and they go to alabama connections academy which it's a state school yeah it's online so it's great so is it like an umbrella school or no it's a a state school it's just it's kind of like k-12 through like alabama also has k-12 through i think it's like online it's very similar um but i think the the programming is just so great. I mean, they yeah. send send us their materials, and they have live lessons with their teacher every week. They actually get yeah. to see their um, the fellow students and communicate with them. Um, so my husband is home with them while he's going to school. Yeah. And the older two are pretty much. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty self-starters by this point. Yeah. Or have to be or they, should be. They, yeah, they definitely yeah. are. Um, and then he helps the first grader. And she has about three hours total of school yeah. in the morning, and then she's done. Yeah. 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 
Well, that's interesting. I mean, I, when you we homeschooled, so oh. I know what it's like to yeah. to go through, and it's like, wow, how do you wear that too? If so. I had to do it the way I used to do it, I couldn't. Because yeah. the way I used to do it was I developed their curriculum. Right. I, we were kind of... Un- I'm sure you did. We were unschoolers, <laughs> you know? And now I'm like, I'm so grateful for this yeah. program because, I mean, I'm just the coach. That's what, yeah. the, that's what the school calls me. I'm like, I'm happy at this point being a coach. Yeah. You know, after after doing it the other way, you know the difference. It's Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we would, we would do... I, I think I went through one year... I don't know what I was thinking, but well, I do know I'm like, I was like every other homeschool mom, please put it all in a box for me. Is there any way, but me being who I am, like y'all are so bad at this, you know, and there is no one box one at the time we were doing it. Yeah. And, um, so I did this thing. I can't even remember the name of it now, but it was the weirdest off beat. I'm sure. Did your kids like it? No. They were like freaked out because it was so far out there. It was so free thought. It was so, it verged on a cult. I mean, it was so odd. Um, And every book was that way. And, you know, then we did another curriculum where it was full of Bible verses. And I had to say to my one who was a self-starter, we are not doing Bible, we are doing math. And she would like go over to the Bible verse stuff and really want to study all that. Go back to the math. <laughs> so uh, it's just a whole can of worms of just wanting to do things right and wanting to put the best out there for your kids and make them be able to be prepared to take on whatever challenge mm-hmm. and direction that, mm-hmm. that they wind up. I mean, I don't know if you saw my daughter. With the black striped shirt when you came uh, in. Yeah, I didn't know that was oh, your daughter. That was but... my daughter. So she comes on Mondays because she's a chamber volunteer. So she does her schoolwork in the morning, and then um, she helps us around the office. And then she just started an art lesson. So her art teacher comes here. And oh, great. That's great. It's... Well, and chambers take advantage of volunteers <laughs> like that. That's yes, fabulous. Yeah. Well, we have been all over the board, and yeah. I have loved it. It is you're just so full of information. And how do people get in contact with you? What are your wait? Got to ask this other question before I go okay. there. If you have one superpower for one day, twenty four hours, and I I don't even. I mean, I can come up with one or two that you need to have just to survive. I'm, but, I'm curious what but, that is because um, my the first word that comes to be? mind is sleep. I don't know if that's a superpower, but maybe like put everybody else to sleep so that I can sleep. (laughs) Because I can't sleep because, you know, everyone else's kids and people want stuff from you all the time. And so, yeah, I think I would put everybody to sleep and then sleep as long as I wanted. That's great. Well, it'd only be 24 hours. That's all you get. That's all you get. Okay. But it would be, man, turn your mind off for just a minute and and get something. I would love that. But, um. Well, okay, that, that's a good one. How do people get in contact with you? Sure. So you can um, find me through the Mountain Lakes Chamber. You can find us anywhere. Um, we're online on social media. And then personally, I have a website, sarahstahl.com. Um, Sarah with an H and then S-T-A-H-L. And that's kind of like my own personal 
consulting site. Um, but either way, either way, you can find me, reach me, reach out to me, ask me questions. Um, I love, I love answering questions. And then you have the Facebook Live that you do on. That's on the Mountain Lakes Chamber of Commerce page. Um, the tweet chat is on Mountain Lakes Chamber on Twitter. Um, so the Facebook Live is on Tuesdays. Tuesdays at around nine thirty in the morning, and then the tweet chat is thursdays at two central awesome yep thank you very much for your time thank you it's been a pleasure absolutely thank you Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, cry a little, and find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it, from family to philosophy to work to meal prep toward beautifully surviving life. a great big-